Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Where it's a it's a flannel Friday morning here at Wax one hundred four point five. You got Jill Welke to help you get your chores done and check out that weather and just see what's going on out there. For our audio today, we're going to be hearing from Allie Ellis. I caught up with her, the National FFA, um, or the Wisconsin FFA alumni. She is convention. She's the part of the National FFA. And this on our first anniversary of the Russians invading the Ukraine, I decided to talk a little bit about what Ukrainian agriculture is going to look like in 2023 and pork exports. And there's a deadline for surveys coming out. Yesterday, I had the honor of having the national FFA president stop by. I caught uh, an interview with him, a very well-spoken young man. Just such a treat to talk to these young, these youth and find out what's going on in their world and how they see things and, you know, how they make changes and go off the cuff and are willing to share their story and share their agriculture story, but they also share their personal story. And I, it, it was just, I really like talking to them and hearing what they have to say. So let's take a quick look at our weather right now here in Eau Claire. We're at five below zero with a high today of 15 and it's going to be cold. So we went from a lot of snow to cold. With partial sun tonight, 5. Tomorrow, 28. Tomorrow night, 5 degrees. Sunday, 35. All these days with partial sun. And Monday, 34. Breezy with snow likely. Tuesday, 34. Wednesday, 34. And Thursday, 30. And partial sun. So we are coming out of this cold, you know, from the snow to the cold to... Back to a little bit closer to what I'd like to see for uh, starting of our calving. I did check the closing list, and all that's on there is 
CVTC is having virtual learning yet today. And I actually talked to a young lady that goes to River Falls, and they're doing virtual learning yet today. So it's a little bit of virtual learning, but those kiddos will be out and about. Watch out for them for those buses, but make sure they got their mittens and boots and hats on today because it's a cold one. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're here at almost a minute after 5 o'clock on Wax 104.5 for the Farm Show. You've got Jill Welke, and we're going to get going with our national news. And hopefully it works today. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. A cold winter storm is bringing snow to parts of Southern California that haven't seen it in many years, and that includes near the Hollywood sign. This man says he just had to see it for himself. My dad texted me, he's on the East Coast, and he was saying, oh, it's snowing in L.A. And I looked it up and I saw that Hollywood Lake Park had snow, and so I drove right over. Mount Lee, home to the Hollywood sign, got a light dusting of snow for a few minutes on Thursday. It could happen again today, with the snow level expected to drop as low as 1,500 feet. The higher elevation mountains of Los Angeles County are under a blizzard warning for the first time since 1989. Military experts point to more misery with no end in sight after a year of war in Ukraine. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin talked about the key takeaway a year into the conflict. Putin made some really bad assumptions. Uh, he assumed that uh, the world wouldn't uh, wouldn't care. They, they would stand by and watch, watch this happen. Of course, that didn't happen. After the Russian invasion of Ukraine on February 24th, President Biden called Russia's assault on Ukraine an unprovoked, premeditated attack on the people of Ukraine. Just this past week in Poland, Biden framed the war in Ukraine as a test of global democracy. He said Putin is confronted with the fact that democracies have grown stronger while autocrats around the world have gotten weaker. He added, NATO support for Ukraine won't waver and Putin's craven lust for land and power will fail. The Alex Murdoch double murder trial will resume later today. Murdoch claims he cooperated with police after his wife and son were murdered. At that point in time, I knew since I was the person who found Papa and Mags that I was a suspect. On the stand Thursday, he said he thought he could vindicate himself through phone and car tracking data. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to look at our temperatures around the area. A lot of negatives in front of the numbers this morning. Eau Claire, 5 below. Medford, 7 below zero. Rice Lake, double digits and 13 below zero. Wausau, 2 below zero. Green Bay, 6 and clear. Marshfield, 5 below zero and clear. La Crosse, 4. Madison, 13 and partial clouds. And Milwaukee, the balmy part of the state, 18 and clear. And today we're planning on getting up to 15 degrees, but it is cold out there with partial sun. Tonight, 5. Tomorrow, 28. Tomorrow night, 5. Sunday, we're going to be up to 35 with some partial sun before we get hit with some snow and more wind. And your weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Over 70 new Jeeps available now. Over 70 new Rams available now at Chilson.com. And that's weather on Wax 104.5. Well, we better get to doing some more of those chores. But before we get to... But we've got our first round of markets coming up next. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I would like to mention that there were some events scheduled for during the snow event that we just had, and they were rescheduled. So make sure you check out, make contact with where you were planning on going. Um, I know that Alcibia rescheduled their beef producer seminars. So make sure you reach out because they did reschedule them. I don't have it right in front of me here, but I know that they were rescheduled. And it's time for our markets. We're going to start with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 154 to 161 with mixed at 114 to 153 and a half. Choice fed beef heifers are 154 to 165 with mixed at 112 to 153 and a half. Choice fed Holstein steers are 133 to 141 with select and silage fed steers 95 to 132 and a half. Cows are 68 and a half to 116 with bulls at 90 to 115. Butcher hogs are 65 to 70 with sows at 51 to 51 and a half and boars are at 16 and a half. Shorn market lambs are 146 to 148 with unshorn market lambs 130 to 145. Feeder lambs are 80 to 275 with ewes at 65 to 115. Small goats are 50 to $200. Medium goats are 160 to $245 with large goats at 160 to $275 and nanny goats at 30 to $250. We're going to slide on over to the Mercantile Exchange. Live cattle futures. February 165.15 up 25 cents. April 165.32 and a half up 25 cents. June 165.27 and a half up 17 and a half cents. And August 160.10 up 20 cents. And our feeder cattle markets for March 189.22 and a half up a dollar 25. April 193.67 and a half up a dollar nine dollar nine. May 197.72 and a half up two dollars and ten cents. And August 210.35 up a dollar 72 and a half. And our lean hog carcasses for April 86.20 down 35 cents. May 95.95 up 20 cents. June 103.95 up 15 cents. And July 106.22 and a half up 22 and a half cents. And we're going to look at our Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for March is at 661 up a penny and a half. Oats 374 up three cents. Soybeans for March 1542 up eight and a half cents. And our soybean meal 496 and a half. Dollars a ton up three and a half, and March wheat is at seven thirty one up six and a half cents. And rolling on over to our cheese markets, barrels one fifty six and three quarters down three and a quarter. Forty pound blocks one ninety five down a penny. Gray double A butter two thirty eight. No change from yesterday. Class three milk futures February seventeen eighty nine up a penny. March seventeen seventy six down four cents. April 1774 down 16 cents, May down 11 cents to 18.25, June down 12 cents to 18.77, and that market is trending downward through the end of the year. And that's our first look at markets brought to us by Rural Mutual Insurance. We need to get some more of those chores done before we move on to some ag news. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. On this, the first anniversary of the Ukrainian-Russian 
invasion of Ukraine. I want to talk a little bit about Ukrainian agriculture and what it will look like in 2023. Hundreds of farms and agricultural enterprises have either been looted or destroyed with Russia stealing 4 million tons of grain in the year since they invaded the country. Gross domestic product of Ukraine decreased by one-third in 2022, with the 2022 harvest of grain and oilseed corn crops dropping by 40% compared to 2021. One factor that does make predicting production amounts difficult is the movement of a number of small grain and oil producers, oil crop producers, that have moved into the shadow economy where they sell their products for cash and don't pay taxes in an effort to maintain profitability. Exchange rate differences as high as 13% is one of the main factors that have a negative effect on the profits of agricultural products. Imports are brought in at the commercial rate, but products are exported at the official rate, creating additional tax burdens on producers. Financing in Ukraine has become a challenge, with banks losing billions, borrowers losing their assets, lower grain prices, and higher costs of transportation. Experts are predicting a decrease in the use of fertilizers caused by supply issues and the lack of funding to purchase needed supplies. With less fertilizer used, average crops, average yields of crops will drop between 20 and 50%. The toughness of Ukrainian farmers to prevail over many obstacles is the final factor in the mix of what agriculture will look like in their country in the near future. And I know they're, they are tough ones out there. Bob had the opportunity to talk to, uh, a gentleman that was farming back in November. And what we see is little to what is really happening out there. And that's gets, it's just a little disheartening. But we're going to talk about pork exports. Pork exports finished 2022 strong with December shipments totaling almost 245,000 metric tons. That's up 13% from last December and the second largest of 2022. December export value climbed 14% to $687 million. 2022 pork exports totaled 2.67 million metric tons, but that is down 8.5% from last year. But And the export value reached $7.68 billion, but that's also down and down 5% from the record set in 2021. Mexico set a year volume record in December by purchasing 960,000 metric tons in 2022, a 10% increase over last year. Pork export value to Mexico Mexico jumped 21% to $2.03 billion, topping that $2 billion mark for the first time ever. Other markets that purchased U.S.-raised pork in 2022 included Central America, China, Hong Kong, the Dominican Republic, the Philippines, and Australia. Exports account for 27.5% of total 2022 pork production. And the USDA National Statistics Service mailed out surveys to 2,100 Wisconsin producers on February 17th asking about the crops they're planning to plant in 2023. Those surveys are back due back to the USDA on Monday, February 27th. So if you were mailed a 
survey about what you're going to plant in 2023, you need to get that back to the USDA on Monday, February 27th. Not a lot of time left. I do know uh, they will be reaching out if they don't hear from you. You can do it online, but I think they reach out if they don't hear anything. So up next, we're going to be hearing from Allie Ellis. She's part of the National FFA Organization. She's an associate director that helps out with the FFA alumni and supporters. We'll find out more about what her job is and, you know, numbers, finding out numbers of those involved in the FFA Alumni and Supporters Organization. FFA members number over 850,000 across the nation, and many of those FFA members' successes can be linked to the support that their chapters receive from adults involved in FFA Alumni and Supporters Group that take an active role in sharing their talents with youth. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I caught up with Allie Ellis. She's the associate director of the FFA alumni and supporters from the National FFA organization. We talked about adult involvement. We talked about successes. How is National FFA supporting FFA alumni and supporters chapters? So National FFA tries to really give resources for our local chapters and our state associations. So we offer awards, grants, and training programs so that volunteers can learn how to use their skills in order to help the students and teachers at the local, state, and national levels. About how many people are a part of FFA alumni and supporters across the nation? Well, at the national level, we know that there are probably over 8 million alumni that are actually out there since FFA started in 1928. The problem is connecting with all of the alumni, so we're doing work and just finding those people and re-engaging with them. Um, on record, we have over 2,000 chapters across the country and then also over 700,000 alumni members that we have on rosters and we're able to connect with. So. I think as that number continues to grow, we'll be able to continue to reach chapters all across the country. With all the outreach available to FFA alumni and supporters groups, funding is needed. Where does that money come from? So the National FFA Alumni and Supporters is part of the National FFA organization. Um, And then we also are funded by the National FFA Foundation. So although we're a part of the organization, the foundation does help support the work that we do. Um, We also have chapter annual fees. uh, And then our lifetime membership actually goes directly into an investment account that provides student leadership scholarships. So we send checks to the chapters and states each year. Um, So we say that life membership is like an investment in students directly. Do FFA alumni and supporters chapters need to do anything special other than to apply to National FFA organization to receive grants and other support? So for our leadership scholarships, that is up to the chapters and states. Each one of them do it a little bit differently. Uh, Traditionally, they were used for the Washington Leadership Conference, but now we've opened it up to any student leadership experience because we recognize that not all students are able to go to WLC in the summer. 
Um, for the grants, we just ask that the chapters have an alumni and supporters chapter in order to receive the alumni and supporters grants. Um, but we do actually offer grants for starting alumni and supporters chapters. So if you have anyone interested in your area that wants to start a chapter, we have up to $1,000 to help kickstart those chapters. You talked about the grants available from the National FFA organization. Is there support at state level? for FFA alumni and supporters chapters? So those alumni chapters have really great state support. Um, Wisconsin actually has a full-time staff member that helps with alumni and supporters, which is really great. And we hope that all of our states can move to that model. Um, But otherwise, at the national level, we can help chapters work through that. We have funding to help improve alumni and supporters chapters. So um, there are a lot of ways that our students and teachers and alumni members can get the resources and help they need to make sure that they're continuing on. And as a national organization, the FFA has to have a plan. What's that all about? So National FFA as an organization has a strategic plan currently as we look to evolve our programs and experiences for students. Um, We also want to engage with our communities and partners, which is a big part of what alumni and supporters is. And then also we want to empower our local and state leaders to be able to have the resources that they need to continue to improve. So we know that alumni and supporters are a big part of helping National FFA as a whole reach those goals. Um, And then as we continue to work towards our 100th anniversary coming up in a few years, we know that we want to just continue to connect and find people to help us reach that strategic plan and those goals involved with it. And again, this is Allie Ellis. She's the Associate Director of the Alumni and Supporters National FFA Organization. Now, we're a little bit past COVID, and we've learned some things from being shut down. Do you see some of those connections through uh, technology staying in place as we keep going? Sure. So I think about the conferences that we do. Uh, We have regional development conferences, which are one per region of the country. But then we've also decided that we need to keep our remote development conferences. So we still have conferences available to our members via Zoom because it can reach more people. But we also recognize that a lot of people have that Zoom fatigue and they want to be able to meet and network with people and have that hands-on learning. So we're offering a little bit of everything, knowing that um, it's a mixed bag of how people want to interact post-COVID. Let's take a little look at the future and the future of the alumni and the supporters. What do you see that coming to? So we talked about, you know, it's a digital age now and we offer some online conferences. Another cool resource that we've developed since 2020 is called the Forever Blue Network. So you can visit foreverbluenetwork.org and we also have an app. Of course, there's an app for everything, right? And that is um, a resource for people to be able to connect online to find judges, volunteers, and mentors Our students and alumni can join the network and partner together. And then also companies or school systems, whoever has a job or an internship that they want to post, they can post it on the Forever Blue Network. And then our alumni and our students can find those jobs and internships as well. So we hope as, you know, teacher shortages continue on that 
school systems, you know, they can post those ag teacher job openings. States can post state staff openings and then anything else involved with agriculture. So it is kind of like a social media platform specifically for those involved in the agriculture industry. You can also post events, um, business opportunities, discounts for alumni and students that are involved in agriculture. So it's a really cool place for people to connect online that we didn't have before the pandemic. And tell me again, where can we find all that information? So you can go to foreverbluenetwork.org if you're looking for the app. If you're an Android user, you can actually just download the Forever Blue Network app. If you're an iOS user, you can download the Graduate app. And then the National FFA organization is your institution. So many successful FFA chapters have adult support standing behind them in the form of FFA alumni and supporters chapters. I was lucky enough to learn a whole lot more about the connection from Allie Ellis, Associate Director of the FFA Alumni and Supporters from the National FFA Organization. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. And it was really interesting to find out how the there's FFA alumni and the supporters have, you know, farther support at the national level. And I know that uh, I'm actually just getting reinvolved in the alumni and boy they really do help out those the supporters and the alumni but they help out at the chapter level with the kids and have, allowing them to go on ad- adventures I call them adventures they call them events you know they just get out there and do a whole lot of learning and agriculture has changed so much in the last few years even Well, we better get to some more chores and see if Morgan is ready for us. Otherwise, we'll be heading on over to the weather. It's back. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's weather time. Whether we hear from Mike or not, it's up to him. That was clever. I like that, Jill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, at least maybe you don't have quite so much to talk about today, right? Well, maybe not as much, but we are still tracking a few precipitation chances in the forecast. But starting off this morning with a mainly clear sky, but well, you can go outside for maybe a half a second and realize that it's a bit chilly this morning. And uh, we do have a bit of climbing to go. We'll top out mostly into the mid-teens, but clouds will start to roll in through the afternoon. This will eventually lead to a chance at some snow showers tonight, but... That'll be more of a lighter accumulation, anywhere from about a trace to one inch, likely as this doesn't have a lot of moisture behind it. Otherwise, tomorrow, more sunshine returns into the upper 20s for highs. Clear tomorrow night, lows dipping back to the single digits. And then Sunday, we'll have more sunshine, winds out of the west, and picking up our temperatures to the mid to upper 30s for our highs. But then Sunday night, this is where we'll have some clouds roll in and gives us our next chance at precipitation, which looks to be a wintry mix. And we could even have a little bit of freezing rain uh, mixing in with that as well. That lasts us through Monday. And on the backside of this system, we'll see more in the way of snow showers out of this. Highs once again into the mid-30s. But then Tuesday, we see the return of some sunshine. Highs into the mid-30s once again. Another chance at some snow showers, mainly cloudy on Wednesday, highs in the low 30s, and that's where we hang out for Thursday as well, partly sunny and low 30s. Right now, though, it is a very frigid start, negative 7 in Eau Claire with a mostly clear sky. Well, you know, I think we've gotten about all of it this year, haven't we? 
So we'll just I'll just say we're uh, well above average in terms of our snow for the year. Well, and that's okay because we were a little behind on stuff. And I know certain areas were a little bit in the drought situation, so hopefully it can just settle down and melt right in. Yeah, we did have that melt with that initial snowpack that we had, and now that we have this snowpack as well, that'll uh, that'll certainly help put a dent in that. And in fact, most of uh, western Wisconsin now is out of a drought, save for the far western part of the state. Yep, and that's always good to hear because I'm always thinking about you know, growing things. Absolutely. So, well, you have a good weekend. You get to hear from Bob next week. He'll finally be back. <laughs> well, I think it's about time he gets back, huh? Well, it's okay. I mean, I really do like doing the show, but, you know, sometimes it's nice just to sit back and sit on the other side of the screen again. That's true. So, <laughs> right. Well, you have a great weekend. You as well, Jill. And that was Mike Dandrea from TV13 with our weather brought to us by Chilson Motors. And we need to get some more chores done, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I guess I have a little comment on that 988 number. I know that it was lobbied for, and they worked on getting that into the system for 10 years. And it's been up for about five and a half months, is what I learned, the early part of February. So it's a... It's a tool, just like your 911 is a tool, the 988 number. If you just feel like you need to talk to somebody, they can definitely head you in the right direction. Well, lucky us, Morgan is in the house, and she sent over some local news. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. A young man from Marshfield has died while fighting in Ukraine. Andrew Peters' parents yesterday said he died last week while fighting with the International Legion as Peters is a U.S. Army veteran and joined the international force in Ukraine last November. Sparents saying he felt he needed to use his military skills to help the people of Ukraine. The State Department says it's working to bring his remains back. In other headlines, we go to the courts with an Eau Claire man looking at more than 20 years behind bars for a sexual assault that happened at Oakwood Mall. A jury yesterday convicted 32-year-old David Allen of second sexual assault as he started blackmailing an 18-year-old for nude pictures. This was back in 2020, and it escalated to meeting at the mall in December of 2021. Allen told the woman he'd give her $40,000 to see her naked in person, and she agreed because she said she needed the money. But once in the mall's family bathroom, she said Allen sexually assaulted her. He's due to be sentenced in March and could get 26 years behind bars. Well, it seems uh, some of the white stuff means you might be able to get back out on those ski and sled trails, which is nice in Wisconsin, but also a reminder as a home Homeowner, you want to check those gas meters. Uh, XL wants to remind people to keep snow and ice off of gas meters to prevent it from freezing up. Clear any vents outside of your house. Just a reminder there as well. And you can find more info and some of those winter safety tips online at 715newsroom.com. Well, the road to the Republican presidential nomination will begin and end in Milwaukee. Republican National Committee planners yesterday said Milwaukee will host the first presidential debate later this year. And that debate is now scheduled for August to coincide with RNC meetings in the city. Milwaukee, of course, also hosting the Republican. Republican National Convention next summer. Wisconsin Republican Party boss Brian Schimming saying he's looking forward to showing off the exceptional city. You'll notice our flags flying lower and kind words coming from the Capitol after the passing of former Wisconsin Governor Tony Earle, who died yesterday at 86. He's being remembered for being a dedicated conservationist and an advocate for gay rights as he served one governor term, and that was from 1983 until 1987. He died after recently having a stroke. Well, with plenty of snow on the ground to push, why not name the snowplows the vote? 
boats are in in Madison and uh, plow trucks, snow clearing equipment officially have names. I think the hello my name is tags though are pretty big for the plows. Madison Streets Division spokesperson Brian Johnson here saying, yeah, he does personally have a favorite out of the bunch. What is it, Brian? Brian Tanker, um, that's one that's going to be named Saltimus Prime. Excellent suggestion. The child of the 80s myself. I like the, I like the Transformers reference. Some other names, Seymour Pavement and Dolly Ploughton in that fleet as well. Over 3,800 people actually cast ballots to name those trucks. And the big cheese stands alone. Let's talk favorites. We can crown the cheese head now as two of the top three cheeses in the country are from the Dairyland here in Wisconsin. Lots to be proud of. Judges at the United States Championship Cheese Contest yesterday named a smoke Gouda from a cheesemaker in Connecticut as the top cheese of all, though. And you can see that uh, more information online. Slice those details at 715newsroom.com. And when it comes to the big cheese in the barn, that's Joel Welke, and we head back there now with your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. The big cheese, ha, 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 cool story. But uh, uh, we all know who the big cheese is around here, although I think I like cheese more than anybody else. Um, we, I did dig up and found some date changes for the 2023 beef producer seminars that are going to be put on by Alcivia. The one that was supposed to be Wednesday is going to be next Wednesday. Ooh, I don't have a calendar. It's going to be on the, uh, no, not next Wednesday. March 8th, the Phoenix Grill and Event Center in Baldwin. There is going to be a beef producer seminar. And Thursday, and then March 9th, the Wamedy House is going to be hosting the Alcivia Beef Producer Seminar. And the one that is next week, on next Thursday, on the 2nd, is going to be at Alcivia Kings Valley in Osseo. So you need to RSVP to your animal nutritionist specialist or to the Menominee Mill if you want to go to the 2023 Beef Producer Seminars, sponsored by Alcivia. And uh, don't miss... The 59th Annual Eau Claire Farm Show, March 7th and 8th at Menard's Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Show hours are 9 to 3.30, both days with free parking and free admission. There will be exhibitors from all areas of agriculture, plus free health clinics like cancer screening and blood pressure checks. Bring in water samples as well for well water testing and get a coupon for radon testing in your home. There will also be an FFA silent auction which I actually have to help bring some uh, bring some parts to and uh, getting that silent auction going for the FFA as a fundraiser and the annual Aggies Award. That's the Eau Claire Farm Show, March 7th and 8th at the Menards Chippewa Valley Expo Center. We're going to be looking at a few more of the upcoming events, but we need to get some more of these chores done. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And there are a few events happening this weekend. Elmwood FFA is having their pancake breakfast tomorrow, Saturday, starting at 8 o'clock. That's at the Elmwood Cafeteria at Elmwood Schools. And if we want still some more pancakes, Sarah Nelson Memorial Pancake Breakfast is on Sunday, February 26th, 8 a.m. till noon. That's at the Pleasant Valley Community Center in Cleghorn. I'm planning on heading over there and getting my fill of pancakes. And then on Sunday night, the Osu Fairchild FFA is hosting donkey basketball. 
starting at 6 o'clock at the high school main gym. And uh, I mentioned before in our stories that the USDA has a survey that came out on the 17th of February wondering what kind of crops they're putting in. That is due on Monday, the 27th. If you don't have yours in, they will be contacting you. And there was other stuff that was rescheduled. The annual CAFO meeting is going to be on Tuesday, February 28th at the Fresh Country Air Restaurant in Stratford. And that runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And next week, next Tuesday, Marika Gouda is planning to opening a location right here in Eau Claire. It's in the former Pier 1 Imports by the Oakwood Mall. And I believe there's going to be some celebrities out there, so you can meet up with celebrities. I am not one, I'm not going. I'm not a celebrity. But there's also the Midwest Manure Summit 2023 on Tuesday, February 28th at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. That's put on by the UW-Madison Division of Extension. So we're amping up. You know, I think we're going to be picking up on our FFA on the air visits next week. And But we've got some more chores to get through. And then we'll be hearing to Equity Altoona. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax 104.5. We need to hear from, it's a new voice from Equity Altoona. Bryce Cragness will be filling us in on the market. Beef steers and heifers, $1.30 to $1.57. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.30 to $1.49. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.44 to $1.54. Choice Holstein steers, $1.25 to $1.43. Select underfinished heavyweight and oversized steers and heifers, $1.24 and down. Top 20% of the cull call sold from $0.95 cents to $1. 60% of the cull call sold from 66 to 94 Bottom 20% of the cow cow sold from $0.65 cents and down. On Tuesday, top 80% of the organic cow sold from $1.15 to $1.30. Bottom 20% of the organic cow sold from $1.14 and down. Cow bulls sold from 95 to $1.10. Thin, full-horned, and lightweight bulls are all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up and Holstein bull calves sold from $60 to $180 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $330 per head. Our next feeder sale is Friday, March 3rd. All feeder cattle sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to our upcoming sales, give us a call at 715-835-3104. This has been Bryce Cragness reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we checked in on Equity Altoona, and now we get to hear from Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. So, Jerry, well, didn't have a sale yesterday, but you're going to give us a little bit of the wrap-up, right? Well, good morning to you, Joe. Yes, we are. And hopefully, uh, by the things uh, turn of the weekend, we get all these uh, roads cleaned off and yards plowed out and stuff because uh, uh, we got uh, a lot of snow. And like I said yesterday or the other day, the... Uh, Snow's not so bad, but the wind yesterday and the day before is what really created havoc. So anyway, that is it is. That's behind us. But we will give the folks a recap of, of the three days we did sell here at Stratford. If that's all right with you, Jill, we'll go ahead and do that. Absolutely. 
All right, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Like I said, we were closed yesterday here at Stratford, but we did sell the first three days of the week, and the market is as follows. Uh, cow market very strong this week, high-yielding fleshy Holstein cows, and they were selling from 83 up to a top of 97. Most of the cows this week selling from 62 to 82, thinner cows like carcass cows below 62. Organic market on Tuesday continues to be very, very strong. High-yielding organic cows on Tuesday's auction selling from 140 up to a top of 156 and a half. Lower yielding organic cows, 130 and below. On the Fed cattle trade this week, choice grading Holstein steers uh, selling mostly from 130 to 147. Select underfinished cattle, uh, 124 and below. On the uh, bull market, better quality bulls are selling from 88 to $1.05. Lighter weight bulls, 85 and below. Taft market, uh, pretty strong most of the week. Uh, good quality Holstein bull calves selling from 100 to 225 on Monday's auction. A lot of these fancy bull calves selling from 230 to a top of 250. Heifer calves, uh, fairly weak market all week, 30 and below. Beef calves, again, very strong, 175 to 375. And again, top those those beef calves on Monday's auction at $400. And uh, we will be getting back to normal next week, whatever that is. Uh, uh, first of all, we are open every Sunday uh, for to receive your livestock for Monday's auction. Uh, those uh, Sunday hours are from 3 to 8 p.m. Monday afternoon. Hopefully things will be straightened out by then. We'll get started Monday morning, uh, full marketing day on Monday. And next Tuesday will be the hay and bedding auction, of course, organic market. Next feeder cattle sale uh, will be next uh, Wednesday. That's already March 1st. So anyway, folks, if you've got livestock to consign, let us know, 687. 4101 is our phone number. Information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And also, uh, if you've forgotten, like I have, uh, got to do that this weekend, let the folks know down in uh, the main office if you're planning on attending one of the district meetings. Of course, they want to know how many are coming for lunch, so good idea for that. So good time to do that. They'd like to have those in by March 1st. So, Jill, that's what we have for the folks. Uh, you enjoy the weekend, and uh, hopefully you'll get back home and uh, can get into your yard and everybody else gets cleaned out and stuff so hopefully monday things will be uh where we can get back to normal well normal for february or normal right. for january right <laughs> well yeah well i guess i, I didn't uh, well i'm sure the weather people will be on top of this but with the big uh, snow we had in the last two days we probably got our moisture levels up to probably where they should be and probably some records in february were set i'm sure so well whatever it is what it is but uh Chilly this morning, though, below zero. Yep, a little bit nippy out there. No, it's doggone cold. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get out the wool socks again. There you go. Well, anyway, Jill, thank you for all your hard work this week, and we will be talking to uh, you folks next week, and you guys enjoy the weekend. You as well. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We've got a few more chores to do, and then we're going to be running through our last bunch of markets. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's at market time of the day again. Chicago Board of Trade, March corn, 661, up a penny and a half. March oats, 374, up three cents. March soybeans, 15, 42, up eight and a half cents. And March wheat, 731, up six and a half cents. And our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, 606 for corn and 1475 for beans. Connorsville location, 606 and 1470. Golden Plump and Arcadia, 624 for their corn. Baldwin, 
611 for corn and 1466 for beans. Durand, 606 and 1460. Mondovi, 611 for their corn. Elmwood, 611 for corn and 1470 for beans. Fall Creek, 597 for corn and 1445 for beans. Osseo, 616 and 1470. Elk Mound, 617 and 1479. Sparta, 609 and 1467. Ellsworth, 586 and 1417. Northside Elevator, loyal location, 611 for corn and 1477 for beans. Arcadia, 624 for corn and 1479 for beans. Our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 625 for their corn. Stanley, 617 in New Richmond, 608. And rolling on over to our cheese markets, Barrels, 156 and three quarters down three and a quarter. 40 pound box, 195 down a penny. Gray double A butter, 238. No change from yesterday. Class three milk futures, February 1789 up a penny. March 1776 down four cents. April 1774 down 16 cents. May down 11 cents to 1825. And June down 12 cents to 1877 with that market trending downward. We've got a few more chores to wrap up our day, but that's what I have for you for this farm show. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Bob was supposed to fly in yesterday, but he had his flights changed, so he'll be around sometime this weekend, and uh, you'll be hearing from him again this next coming week. So that's what I have for you, and have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chelsea family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.